Hey, 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 Chad, Chad, I see you over there uh, tending to your garden. Oh, oh, hey, neighbor Paul. I've just been growing some haunted pumpkins. Man, I hope they come in season. <laughs> <laughs> That's a normal thing the neighbors say. I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys, hey. Hey, you, hey, my gardener friends. Hello, hi. I have important news. <laughs> oh, is it, is it the new gardening monthly? Is it out? No, that, no, <laughs> no, but I, I want to talk about that later. But uh, I just came back from the, uh, the realm of the web, <gasps> the, the web realm. What you got? What you? What news you got from the web? This is 1998. Uh, there's a great, there's a great website called patreon.com slash goosebuds. <laughs> it's my new favorite web realm. <laughs> It sounds safe and comfortable. It's great. You, I give, I, I donate money per episode of Goosebuds that comes out. I can also set a limit to how much I donate within a given month. So if they're like, we're going to put out 24 episodes this month, I don't get charged 24 times. I only get charged the maximum amount that I wanted to put up there. But anyway, I get a ton of rewards <laughs> for donating to Goosebuds. And I love Goosebuds because I'm on it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the, the rewards are great. I can hang out in the Discord with, all, with, my, with them, with my friends, <laughs> them being you two. <laughs> I heard sometimes people can see us hanging out and they can yell at us in chat form. Yeah. Yes. Uh... And, and uh, they there's also a bonus episode i get to listen to every month that's pretty dope I mean, oh yeah chad you were saying you were saying that you you were gonna have that the camp night that we were gonna do in your beautiful garden yeah we're, we're gonna do the right camp right though again these pumpkins are haunted so i don't know if we should do it in my yard but we'll be fine we'll be fine <laughs> yeah just go to patreon.com slash goosebuds and then donate whatever you want and uh become a patron today Dudes. Yeah. I love your sound insulation, your double cell door. I, I have to put Samson behind so many levels like Magneto, <laughs> where I just can't let any any certain stuff get to him. He's in a plastic prison. Uh speaking of double cell doors, I <laughs> went and uh saw a few movies yesterday. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. At a at a movie marathon. They do these well, I guess they did one last year, so maybe it's an annual event at this point. But there's a newer theater that they're doing um, screenings at and, and comedy shows and stuff like that called Dynasty Typewriter. Have you heard of this? Uh, oh, yeah. And, I know uh, like Harmontown records there now and there's like, a bunch of improv shows I follow. It's a really cool little theater. Um, but they have uh, the guys from Friday Night Frights, which is another uh, group of people who put on uh, horror movies uh, shows in in the area um and some other folks they got together and did this 16 millimeter marathon uh last year and they did another one yesterday and i went and it's a mystery you don't know what they're gonna play it but they have a theme mm. last time it was last time it was horror movie sequels okay. and this time it was just uh movies from the 90s and okay. 
they started with a movie I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And speaking of double cell doors, mm. um, the people under the stairs. When's the last time you guys watched that movie? I don't think uh, I've ever seen that. I never saw it. I first thought you were going to do a cell reference, like the cell. The cell, yeah. The so, cell. If you so so you guys, neither of you guys have seen the film. No, no. Oh, wow. I don't like stairs, Dom. I don't like movies about them. I don't like walking down them. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be more scared of stairs. You you would be surprised how many how how many times the stairs come into play in this movie. Yeah. At least three or four times. Like not just the people that are living under the stairs, the stairs themselves, guys. Um. It, it, it's one of Wes Craven's best movies, I think. Okay. Uh, I watched it a bunch as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually, before they played the movie, they played two trailers. They played a trailer for Urban Legends. And then they also played a trailer for Army of Darkness. And I was like, oh, yeah, they played a trailer for Army of Darkness because this is like a slapstick comedy almost. Uh-huh, it's yeah. like, at points, the movie is really scary and really intense and horrifying. But it mostly it's very funny. Um, but you said double cell doors, and uh, you know it's about this house uh, that these characters break into to rob. Um, I won't give too much away. If you haven't seen People Under the Stairs, the People Under the Stairs, uh, I was kind of blown away at how good it was. I, I've watched it countless times as a kid. Um, but as an adult, it's so so good. So I, have to I mean, that's a huge spoiler for, it, but like. Are we talking about people living in the walls of the house? Because that's a trope I'm a big fan of. Yes, okay. um, people living in the walls. Oh, <laughs> Chad, if you haven't, if the, if you like that trope, you gotta see this movie. This is like the definitive. Okay. People in the walls. All right, because that was like a thing for about a year, where every movie horror movie that came out like recently was just it's someone actually in the house, like like that bad horror movie, The Boy, about like the little little doll man. <laughs> oh yes, I don't yes. know this movie, but now. No, Oh. Laura Laura Cohen from uh, Lauren Cohen from Walking Dead, who I, I a show I don't even watch. I know who she is. Uh, uh-huh. Is like a babysitter for. She's a housekeeper, and these old folks are like, "Here's our. We have no children, but we do have a little doll. You know, the boy, whatever his name is. They call him sure. the boy. Uh-huh. And he must and he must be tucked in, and he must be fed, and all of these things. And she's like, "This is some weird, freaky, deaky shit." Uh huh. But oh, it seems like the boy's starting to move around the house. The doll is haunted, Paul. But but it was a movie. It was a movie made after Annabelle, the first Annabelle. Oh movie, yeah, right? that, totally. and that's about the real doll that is really haunted that really exists in Florida. Yes, because all those things were completely real, and those two, that family was definitely not fraudsters. No, 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 no. I'm looking no. At, they didn't do it to profit or anything. No, I'm looking at the pictures of the boy from the boy, the movie. Yeah, and he looks remarkably like. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Teddy Perkins from Atlanta. <laughs> you know who I'm talking I, about? I, is no. that the Donald Glover white face character? Yes, it's the Donald Glover's white face character. <laughs> and he looks exactly like the doll from The Boy. That might have been inspired, but I think that was... Uh, I, I mean, spoilers for The Boy. I think you just find out that, like, oh, the doll's not haunted. The reason it's moving around is because the real son lives in the walls and moves him around and shit. And moves the doll around. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which is, uh, but uh, can I can I tell you guys the rest of the movies oh, that were please. on this? Yes, there were six please. movies in total. No, this is a, this is a very straight line conversation. Before Goosebumps. I'm sorry, I ju- I just wanted to talk. I heard you guys were talking, and it reminded me how fun talking <laughs> is. So great, I just yes. wanted to talk again. Um, the other movies that were on this mystery 16 millimeter marathon were Mimic. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Well, Mimic came third, but have you seen uh, Guardian, the Guardian William Friedkin's film? No. no. 
Oh man, it's a fun time. Um, it's uh, we we watched that and then we watched Mimic, which I had never seen, but I realized how influential it was to Resident Evil Three. <laughs> the game um, or the movie? The video game. Hmm. It's about bugs. Dom, you're just saying you're just saying so many things that I have never experienced. Are you talking about Guillermo's yeah. Mimic movie, or is there another Mimic? Was it Guillermo del Toro? Did he do the first Mimic? Guillermo did the Mimic that was in like the 90s. So if it was a 90s yeah. horror movie, I think he's like, that's his like mainstream attempt movie. I never saw it, but. First mainstream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's okay. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. And then they played, oh my God, the fourth movie. Both of you need to see this movie. We should, Paul, maybe you should just fly out here next weekend and we can okay. all watch it Get together. out here, Paul. The movie is called Ghost in the Machine. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Uh, is it an anime we're talking no, about? No, no, no. Not Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Ghost in the Machine. Similar. I'll just give you uh, uh, what happens. A serial killer uh, is in a car accident, and while a, they're doing the CAT scan on him, there's like an electrical surge. Classic, and, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so he's being scanned, and he gets scanned into DataNet. Oh. And he's basically, you know, he's basically <laughs> tra- traveling through computers and also electrical sockets um so he's like lawnmower man a little bit like that kind of thing yes there's some computer graphics there's a great sequence where two kids actually the kid from people under the stairs is in it and then a kid who's not macaulay culkin but Uh maybe a little cooler than him whoa Uh, i mean you're talking about hearing culkin then if we're talking about a cooler culkin the cooler culkin (laughs) is yes you're right uh, but they, they, there's a great scene where they're in virtual reality. Um, you have to see that part. Oh, it stars uh, the bad boy from Twin Peaks, the one bad boy. <laughs> Not oh, bad boy, yeah. the, the bad man, the older bad man. What's his name? Yes. Yeah, he's the dad, I guess. Um, and uh, gosh, another person from Twin Peaks is in The Guardian, one of the FBI guys, mm. uh, David Lynch's uh, partner. But anyway... Um, uh, uh, so you have to see Ghost in the Machine. Everyone listening, go see Ghost in the Machine. And then the last two movies were Candyman and ha- Halloween H2O, which I unfortunately did not get to stay for. I was I was like, Dom, did you sit through like four or five movies? Like, Yeah, I was going to say, that's insane. That's an insane number of movies. Yeah, I watched four movies. I ate an edible and a half, had a margarita, had two beers. It was good. Wow. That's you a full sitting. day. Yeah. Uh, people were talking behind me. I had to tell them to be quiet. Nice. Um, and, then, and then the... The it was a couple and the girl of the couple who answered the phone in the middle of what? the Guardian mm-hmm. a, a, towards the climb at the climax of the Guardian where all this loud shit is happening and I hear her in my ear talking over the movie so that she could talk on the phone. <laughs> so I t- I told her I told them I said I turned around in the in the middle of the third movie and I said you're being loud and Ooh. then they like quieted up and then I heard the uh, woman talking she was like I want to hit that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're being loud is about the tamest nicest way to say can you like you're not even saying can you shut up yeah you're just alerting to them it's like maybe you made a mistake maybe you thought you were being quiet but i'm letting you know you are being loud you're maybe even giving permission to talk on the phone but in a quieter voice which is not what you're doing people should never talk on the phone in movies but like never never yeah dom don't get killed no one no one killed me, thankfully. That's the crazy thing is that someone was being an asshole and you called them out. You politely or, or you let them know they were being an asshole and let them potentially change their ways. And her reaction was, I want to hit that guy. Yeah, I want to hit that guy is what she told her boyfriend. And I could tell that her boyfriend did not want to encourage that because 
I am six one and I weigh two hundred pounds, and I recently realized that 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 is actually kind of large. I You've been doing it. some curl ups every day. You've been training for hey, your fight. Curling. I've been doing pull ups five times a week every weekday for a year now, and I. You know, you, you just don't get a you don't get that good of like you know how it is when someone takes a picture of you and you look at it and you're like that's what I look like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me recently, and I was like, wow, I guess I've been doing pull ups. You needed to see the fear you could instill inside of another man, and you yeah. saw that that day. Yes, but the, the thing is, is I, I I'll, I'm just a I'm just a I'm Dommy Pillows, baby. You you're know, a soft I'm, boy. I'm, saying, yeah. I'm not trying to fight. I've never been in a fight in my life, and I I hope to never be. But in when one. you get Dom angry, you're gonna you're you're gonna regret it. Listen, Dom. Dom's just a cape cuck, but a cape cuck, <laughs> a cape, a cape cuck. cuck can go crazy. Oh my god! A uh, cape I... cuck was something uh, Chad was called as he had a had had Avengers spoiled to him. Oh, but real quick before I before we transition into anything book, else, yeah. I did the point of me telling you about all these movies I saw yesterday is that one of the guys who put on the show was the writer of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh. I'm sorry? Yeah, Josh, uh, well, you can find him on IMDb. Hey, everybody, Kevin here. Uh, Wikipedia says the Sonic the Hedgehog movie screenplay was written by Patrick Casey, Josh Miller, and Oren Uziel. Um, sorry if I, I, I said any of those wrong. Back to the thing. Bye. What movie was the one you saw that had the Sonic the Hedgehog movie writer? What's that? So you saw, you which saw a movie. Yeah, which movie had the Sonic the Hedgehog writer on? Oh, I'm sorry. One of the people who put on the event, oh. uh, one of the guys from Friday Night Frights, uh, he wrote the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought that I, I thought what Chad thought, and I was like, wow, that guy who wrote this new upcoming movie has been working for a long ass. Yeah, time. he wrote he wrote yeah, Mimic. No. Holy shit, that guy's been in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. He's just a guy who puts on. That guy worked with Guillermo. He's the '90s me. Says Chad. stop, stop says it, Chad. stop Mandelating this. <laughs> I like that. I'm just gonna use that term for like mixing up the history or t- t- muddling things. Use that term for whenever things aren't working out the way you want them to work out. Stop Mandelating me. Stop Mandelaing my point. How about you use it when you like liberate Africa and it's a Nelson Mandela? <laughs> That's reclaiming the Mandela. That's Mandelaing Mandela effect. It was the original Mandela. Yeah, uh, guys, I got called a Cape Cuck because I was just trying to read news stories uh, and someone. Yeah, you were reading a story about Qatar. What, my, my, okay, so tell us what happened. Just tell us. I mean, uh, it's just, just like this is the new here. level of like internet uh, uh, terrorism uh, is that you can just. Systems where, like, you can have a comment. I'm just reading Qatar, right? I'm just trying mm-hmm. to learn about uh, it. A I'm sad sorry, story I'm about... Uh, I'm sorry. This is not new. This is not a new form of terrorist. No, this new terrorism. strategy, This has I been guess. happening since Harry Potter. It has. I do want to know how Chad was fooled by the well, comment. That's what I mean though. is new, is that, like, I had already gone into, like, I deleted uh, social media off my phone. I put a bunch of, like, I don't want to see any posts that even say Avengers, all that stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm being pretty safe. And you I'm were media trying, blacked out, yeah. I was trying to. I know there's still, you always run the risk. The internet's the internet. I'm just trying to read this like article in like World Politics, which is a terrible subreddit anyway, uh, about uh, Qatar. This kid who like, died in Qatar was a protester. And then the top comment is was clearly about an argument about Islam at some point. 
Uh-huh. And then so you're reading, she, you're reading, you're trying to figure out what someone thinks about this world, geopolitical issue. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to in, in, increase my knowledge of the world. Yes, yes. I don't know why I'm trying to do that by reading internet comments, but I'm trying to do that. You're an every, you're you're really into the everyman's thoughts. That's all. You just want to hear what the everyman has to say. Yeah, I guess. Like, and then this internet uh, troll like just took his top comment and then edited it so it was still at the top comment, but it became just all of the stuff that happens in Avengers Endgame. That's a lot of work for to because he had to write a comment that became the top comment yeah like he had to make the effort yeah though to to be fair i don't think it's that hard to engineer like a comment that people on the internet will respond to in terms of that like you know true inflaming or whatever but yeah it was uh yeah it was not fun i was called uh i was called a, a cape cuck um for liking quote disney family movies so that person's miserable and alone and doesn't enjoy fun things so they're the real loss. Whenever people are talking about something, I always think to myself, why aren't they talking about me? <laughs> Poochie sh- whenever Poochie's not on screen, all the characters should be asking, where is Poochie and why are they not talking yes. about it? Yes. Uh, except, you know, the weird part is like, so that really bummed me out for a couple of days. And then I realized, like, you know, sure. most of the stories, you can usually tell the ending. It's about like the journey, not the destination, all that stuff. Absolutely. And, and, and Dom, you hit, you hit a nerve in the right way with me of the thing that ruined endgame in any way for me when i saw last night was it's this type of moviegoer that is i acknowledge i see a reference or an easter egg and i need to out loud go oh oh that's uh so and so like i don't care right i don't care that you recognize that's the director in a cameo like you recognize the most famous, the director of the biggest movie of all time in his own movie. You're not, Chad, you're not Chad. in trivia club. Like it's not Chad. that kind of thing. Chad, when Poochie recognizes somebody in a movie, Poochie <laughs> needs to let everyone know, and Poochie needs to be the center of attention. <laughs> Wait, so did this happen last night? You were watching the movie, yeah, and somebody this is like in the audience, year was old like, kid who should know better, with this, is just kept going like, "Whoa, no way!" Oh, that's. I mean, I would say examples, but that's spoilers for the movie. Like, sure. It's it's like they want. I don't think it's like awkwardness or big kid not being awkward. It's, it's like I want everyone around me to know that I know that thing. It's a little superiority, Chad. It's a it's it's like you need to do it to prove that you're better than everybody else who's watching this movie because you're like, oh, I know everything. I know all the stuff well, from this movie. Well, I, I I wonder. I wonder if it's more. I I I think most media like that is a huge part of marvel movies is easter eggs uh-huh. um it's something they've trained people to look for yeah mm-hmm. because it's like i mean just even the post-credit sequence when people are like there's post-credit the first the first post post-credit sequence it was like wow did you stay till the end like it's something i found because i was waiting right and i was looking so like I, I mean there's a there's a whole culture about that about these films also if you said the kid was 14 um oh he's 14 you know, that's okay that's a little you know, different he's a kid uh that's no what given. i was never like that as a 14 year old i wasn't yelling out if, to yeah, him. You, it's if what... you were trained this way as if 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 there were all these marvel movies coming out and you were i mean you grew up on them at this point i mean when when did iron man come out 11 10 years. years ago 10, 10 years, years ago, ago yeah. yeah 10 years 10 ago. years ago so i mean you know you're kind of like if you grew up on these you're kind of you're kind of being trained to point all this stuff out I, and if you're a little kid you know you get excited about it so i mean i'm not excusing it but i'm i'm just i'm kind of understanding i, I, it, I think I there's a difference between like 
uh, oh, I'm excited, or I react, or I gasp at a thing because I realize what that means. I remember gasping in Civil War when uh, the the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent says Stephen Strange for the first time. I was like, oh, dope, they're going to do that? But I didn't uh-huh. go out loud, Stephen Strange, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. And like that's what people are doing <laughs> in movies now out here in L.A. Maybe I have bad timing. Wait, but so give us another example. What happened I really they, can't wait, wait. without spoiling Endgame for people. Like, I, like uh, it was just, th- but it wasn't like even. Chad, it, I really think yeah. you should use the hype names of superheroes and scream them out in theaters. I think you'd be really good at it. Oh, just yell, he's the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. Oh, my God. The Sorcerer Supreme. I love you using the tagline names of superheroes and throwing them out in the middle of a movie. I think I, that would be a really good role for you as a moviegoer. It's I just like some sort of like, I got to impress other people in the crowd, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've had enough. We're, we all, it's a popular movie. We all know these it's things. An inter- it's interesting, though, because going to see these movies now, I was, I was never a huge comics fan growing up. I liked them. Um, but I've been, you know, I've gotten into them over the years. It's fun. It's enjoyable to go to. And I've always... Gone, gone to like the tent pole ones, like the Avengers ones. Yeah. They're, they're big fun experiences. Um, but I saw Infinity War and I really love that movie. I think that's actually a great, yeah. great movie. It's like really, really well made. Um, so I was very excited to see this, this one. And I, I have been pretty pumped about how movies have been lately, especially since Lord of the Rings. I feel like it's when mm. this really started, but like the event of everybody going and everybody cheering, I actually really like that. I don't know. Well, I, I, it is arguable that at the very same time, because I believe they opened the same weekend, was Harry Potter. Yeah. And that was... Oh, that, yeah, right. That was also... I I went to some Harry Potter uh, early... The early ones, like the first two, probably, in the theater. And I don't remember there being a lot of cheering, but maybe I was just in like a weird crowd or something like that. And, or maybe I just don't recall it. I only remember it for when Molly Weasley says, get away from her, you bitch. Like, people in my theater are, like, losing their shit. Uh-huh. And, I, and again, I think that's important. I, I also don't need to cheer out and clap. I think that's totally cool if you want to, if you're really feeling it. There's something special about opening weekends. Like, the Fast and the Furious movies, as dumb as they are, have amazing opening weekends because everyone is so fucking hyped. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, that's a crowd I can get into. I I would prefer to be opening weekend Fast and Furious. Yeah, that, that, I get that. It's really like moments that are quiet, or just like it's a, it's just other stuff is happening. But because you recognize an actor or there's a visual in the background, it it's you know what it is. It's like the end of Infinity War, and this may not be the best example, but this one would drive me crazy. There was someone in Infinity War doing the same thing. Uh-huh. They've been gotten kind of quiet near the end because enough crazy shit had happened. And then the post-credits tease happened with like uh, 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 Nick Fury the, yeah, with the uh-huh. and everyone dusting away. And Nick Fury goes like "motherfucker," and he doesn't say "motherfucker." You get it because it's Samuel Jackson. And then, yeah. <laughs> and and the pager drops, and it's like Captain Marvel's icon gets on, and immediately someone yelled, "Went Hawkeye!" And I'm like, "No, it's not <laughs> Hawkeye!" Like, not only did you not need to do that, like you're wrong. It it drives me crazy. Uh, I respect that level of competent or confident incompetence. <laughs> I mean, you can't hate if they're that excited about it. It's like, no, Hawkeye's icon is not a Christmas sweater. Like, it's not whatever. <laughs> Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. I feel like going from Endgame last night to this book was such a stark relief in terms of tension and things that happened. <laughs> I, I would say Revenge of the Law Gnomes, which is what we read, which was voted on by our patrons mm-hmm. because we, we've been doing 
polls to to decide which book we read next. We have they let chose... the listeners take the wheel of this show. And and they and then they finally chose the next book in the series where we left off, Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's about as exciting as the name sounds that it's going to be. Uh no, I would say it's not as exciting because it's <laughs> Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. What revenge are they getting? Not on the people that instilled this on them. No, anyway, you're right. I, yeah. I would I would say I would say this is uh, this is the most by numbers goosebumps book we've read in a minute. For yes. about one chapter got interesting. There was like there was okay, getting kind of weird and dark, and then nothing else. Yeah, there was a moment where you thought it was gonna go into some sort of commentary or you know some there's a, there was some lore you know there might be a little bit of lore that maybe he's really digging into like gnomish lore nah he just and nah. then he then he just takes a quick right turn back into into his bullshit i i have to say i i have to i have to like just you know make you guys aware of this because um perhaps this is also happening to you uh the repetitiveness of the goosebumps book books mm-hmm. are channeling a um a a real darkness in me <laughs> um uh, <laughs> i read the first chapter and you know the first chapter you're introduced to mindy and joe brother and sister yeah it's 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 summer break and it's a whole chapter of them being shitty to each other he loves slamming his ball in her face he loves he lo- yes. yeah oh uh, that was some just some poor choice of words that should have been edited. There was that, there was that. And then there was also a lot of talk of him uh, looking at melons and dreaming about melons. In this <laughs> yes. Well, which I thought that was is, another funny is, thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into melon talk, but the, 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 the after the first chapter, I was immediately like, God, I wish this was a Hellraiser movie or a Saw movie. <laughs> I wish, I wish that I, I wish that I could stick with this, knowing that horrible, horrible things were coming into these children's lives. I, I wish, I wish, you know, the next chapter is the beginning of them being tormented for the rest of this book. <laughs> if a man with blades in his head could show up and just rip these children apart, that would make me happy. Yes, the Cenobites. I right, wish a demon the xenobites, could whatever, whatever xenobites, xenobites, yeah, xenobites. I wish that a demon could live off of the painful energy that these kids would exude for eternity. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I okay, real quick, real quick. I uh, we're speaking about uh, R.L. Stein's things that he likes to do, and I think I yes. found a little pattern. Mm-hmm. Is he loves si- he loves siblings and he loves shitty kids, as you said, Dom. He loves two kinds of shitty kids. He loves the nebbish child who is picked on and he loves the he loves the class clown who is the picky uh or picker sorry that likes to pick on that kid and typically he likes to make a pair of siblings that one is one and one is the other and you pick he picks one of them and sticks with them and this time we are in the perspective of the picker the kid that likes to be the asshole and make jokes that and it, he seems to almost leapfrog between those two roles between books. You, you know, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I was trying to think about like how Mindy is the whole time in the book is a way more likable character, at least for she's me. She's kind of a cl- yeah. She's kind of a classic uh, goosebumps character. She's more RL, right? Because she's organized and she's she, nerdy and bookish. Yeah, and and I, it somehow made more sense thematically of a character who hates to see stuff messed up and wrong. Yeah, to, to right. rival the as opposed to just I don't know what the boy's personality was, but whatever. Mm. Like I, 
I, I want to read a Goosebumps story where, like, someone like Mindy, who's got their shit together and isn't the worst, is trying to deal with it. And maybe those exist, but I, sure, I can't think of one. Like, I'm. I think I think we've read at least one that was like that. I guess. But I yeah. can't. I can't. I can't. You know, this book was just such a trouble. This kid for fucking me sucks. This stupid kid it. sucks so much. I, you know, okay. There was there were some things that I liked about the book, yeah, just yeah, early yeah. on, especially. Well, let's, let's let's talk a little bit about the plot and tell us, Paul. Go ahead. Okay. Start well, it off. I liked it. I liked what I liked about this book, and maybe I'm feeling a little nostalgic because I saw I also saw saw Endgame last night, and I'm feeling a little look. I'm looking back upon the last decade, uh, <laughs> but I also I also was kind of I was reading this book, and I think what this book does, I actually think I think the story of this book is bad, but I actually think that the writing, the actual writing, the prose was actually pretty good in this book. There were some sentences that I was like, that was a nicely constructed sentence. That was some good imagery there. And I think he does a really good job of capturing the idyllic nature of summer in this book. There's a lot of really good summer stuff and it sure. felt Oh yeah. It felt like I was back in in, you know, in grade school in summer and it was kind of that was kind of nice and I liked that. But I got that same feeling, Paul, and uh one of my favorite and I wrote this down. Uh, I just I, I love summer morning fog, fog yeah. that burns off before you know the afternoon begins. Um, I that is just such a romantic image for me, and also just hot June days. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that stuff, and 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 just summer vacation. I mean, of course, it's nostalgic for everyone, but sure. it's it, it it really I I, I have to agree with can you. I, can I I agree with everything you're saying? Can I just point out that this is what Goosebumps has done to us is we're just like. I like that the sentences were written well. Like, like <laughs> I like that it's summer. I like that like we're looking for anything, and it's fine. It's what this is what this podcast is. You have to glob on to whatever good thing you can in one of these books, especially one like this. I like that there was a dog because I like dogs. Dogs fun. Doggy fun. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you lead us into that? Paul, the dog, the dog Buster of this family is very important to the story. Buster's a big old boy, and he likes to get into trouble in the backyard because our main character's dad and their neighbor's father, Moose, who was their friend, uh, his father, are both gardeners. They're both really who, who Mindy thinks is disgusting. She oh, straight yes. up just says you're you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> fair though. Very fair. He seems like a donkey lips, so I'm going to agree. He's yeah. definitely a donkey lips type ca type character. That kid eats some of his own body fluids for sure. Donkey lips is a character from the show Salute Your Shorts, if you haven't seen it. And this is a 100%. That's me. That was me doing the Avengers thing. Donkey <laughs> yeah. lips, the master of lips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're playing ping pong and they're hanging out at summer vacation and Buster the dog is missing and they look outside and he's in the neighbor's garden again, like he always does, digging up their backyard. They have to run out and they have to yell at him. And that's pretty much the first couple chapters are them dealing with this dog constantly going into the backyard and I'm with them. It sucks to make your dog have to be on a leash. Yeah, I feel bad for him too. But when your dog, when your dog's being a dickhead. It's your responsibility to take care of it. And that's the one thing I get yeah. really annoyed about with dog owners. Sometimes they're just like, I can't control it. Yes, you can. It's your fucking animal. Well, now we live in a world where people are like, oh, I'm just going to bring my dog who, into the store who should, it's not trained whatsoever. No. <laughs> right. People are like, I can bring my dog to the store now. And uh, there was a dog in a store recently in a thrift store. And the dog was, should not have been in the store. It was large. It was not trained. 
and somebody made a comment to the person and then like saying like that dog should not be in the store and then the woman continued to take the dog around the store while she was like speaking about the woman the other woman who confronted her like out loud being like fuck you fuck you i could take my dog anywhere my fucking dog you're such a good dog guys i, I no, think I people you. i, I think you. people as a society are breaking <laughs> like i think we're absolutely uh, a little a little bit a li- not not entirely we're just transitioning into a weirder world did the woman whisper under her breath i want to hit her <laughs> she said i wish she was in a saw movie right now <laughs> <laughs> that dog is in the store and he is ringing up purchases he's not verified to buy that is an over 18 movie <laughs> get this dog out of the store dude there are people who now i i'll like i'll go into the coffee shop with little archie the dog and i tie him up outside he's very comfortable he's covered in the shade he has to wait outside because that's what dogs are supposed to do dogs are not allowed yes and then people while i'm waiting for my coffee will be like you really should bring him in you really should bring him inside he looks miserable i'm like he's fine it's he's not supposed to come in here. Like there's it's it's they're scolding me. It, there's a there. I think I feel like when I was reading this book and I was reading about it and they were talking about the dog and he talked about his dog house. I was like, you know, there was a time where we were like dogs not for inside and we kept them outside because they were animals and now we are like ah they can come and hang out in, in the house. Well, some of them okay. Yeah, going over what you're saying, Paul. Like there's a, a an annoying thing where like clearly there's a recurring problem. With Buster, right? The dog's name is Buster. Buster, yeah, he is a yes. Buster. He's a he's a total he's a total Buster. He's a total you... Buster, as Vin Diesel would say in Fast and the Furious. Yes, uh, that like if you have this dog, build a fucking fence. Like, oh, yeah, he hates right. being put on a rope. Like, yeah, putting him on a rope is kind of cruel if you're not going to take the time to like I don't know, put up anything to protect your dog at other people's house. Like, you guys are your responsible owners. And you know what? I'll stick up for the dog owners here for a second. If the dog is getting into your garden, put up a fence around your garden, Mr. Moose, whatever your last name was. I can't remember. Mikhail, Mr. Mikhail. Mr. Mikhail. Moose Mikhail is the kid. Uh, Or Mr. McCall, I guess it was. But uh, yeah, Buster's getting into the vegetable garden. He's he's getting into Mr. McCall's uh, prized vegetables and he's eating them and, and, and uh it's it's a problem and, and the most and, like cliche um, story plot i just want to point out this. i feel like this is the most 90s thing that's probably not a story anymore is gardeners versus gardeners oh like, yeah yeah and, and like i feel like a, a mixture of like dogs getting into places they shouldn't and gardeners have already appeared in a goosebump book i can't remember which one. Oh, i'm sure <laughs> but like some amalgamation of what's happening yeah the crux of the story has happened across goosebumps definitely i feel like maybe the bees one uh maybe it def- definitely maybe, that's maybe- what came to mind uh stay out of the basement maybe a little bit yeah yeah uh, and then and then monster blood oh like yeah the dog yeah. is such a big part of that um my my hairiest adventure or whatever the dads have like i'd say more if, even as cliche as it is the dad the rival dad gardeners and mm-hmm. they're like exotic melons that they're growing and and the story of the tomatoes that won first prize is more uh-huh. interesting than what the kids are doing Yes, I and I actually again <laughs> feeling nostalgic. I kind of like the little like the nerdy dads fighting it out. They they were and like they, I lo- I like a goosebumps when they show you the parents and like you kind of understand that this dad's a goofball and I yeah. kind of get why he why the problems arise later in him believing his children because one the children or the child that he's dealing with is a total dick and lies and jokes all the time. So why would you listen to him? So it makes it more believable. Yeah. I would never trust my own kid. Uh, I would so never you're trust telling me kids. you like, you like your goosebumps with the little goofballs. Right? I like a little goofball <laughs> goosebumps. Yeah. 
a goof bumps, if you will. One one thing that I wrote down that I had to talk about that is such a pet peeve for me, and it involves pets, mm-hmm. is when people talk to their dogs. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where uh, Joe is talking to Buster. I like know Buster exactly has been, like. Buster has been, you know, getting into places he shouldn't. Everyone's upset at Buster. And Joe says, you have to stop going into the gardens. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, you can't do that anymore. And it, it, it bothers me to no end because dogs cannot understand what you are saying. <laughs> People talk <laughs> to their dogs all the time. People have full on conversations with their dogs. And some of it is just cute, like, oh, you're such a cute little doggy, whatever, great. whatever. Do that. That's yeah. fine. That's great. When people are like talking to their dog, they're like, Why do you keep going into the kitchen? You're not allowed in there. <laughs> like, in a happy voice too. It's not even like at all the dog to interpret that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Right. There's no tone that's being imparted upon them. It's just words being C- Caesar Milan would have words with this boy on how yes, he's training yes. Buster. Yeah. Yes. Let me absolutely. let me just remind all dog owners out there, if a dog is tied up and it wraps itself around a tree, it cannot get itself unwrapped. It cannot figure that out. It cannot problem solve. (laughs) That's how stupid dogs are. (laughs) So you cannot have a conversation with your dog. It also added some stakes in this movie to me where I I got... uh, Not this movie, Jesus. This book. Uh, This this Wish it was a movie. Wish it was a Saw movie. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the... I say the biggest stakes... Of all of this until, you know, the final like chapter or so is that if Buster is caught destroying the lawn one more time, Buster's going to die. Like, like Mr. McCall has made it very clear he's going to take him to the pound or, quote, turn him into mulch. Yes, I.e. kill death, the dog. Yes, yes, death has been, uh, death is the sort of Damocles hanging over Buster's head this entire <laughs> story. so i'm really frustrated the whole time when they're not doing anything to restrain this fucking pooch or like help their case at all you're just gonna even when the lawn gnomes are starting to cause chaos like the dog's life is on the line there's not a lot of forethought they're like if he and the kids truly believe that their neighbor will murder this dog if he ends up in the garden again and they they are like oh god where's buster he'll get killed if he if he does that again and then they find him in the garden i'm like you're Freaking idiots should have thought ahead. Your dog's life is on the line. Yeah, he's an army man. He's probably got a gun. He's probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely has a gun. He was in the army. <laughs> and about this time, about this time, he was probably in Vietnam, probably has a machete. Oh, shit. He probably got really, <laughs> probably got really good at chopping down jungle, jungle branches. Chopping down dogs in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually would have loved if there had been a reveal at one point where it looks like the kids are trapped and the lawn gnomes are going to kill them. And Mr. McCall comes out of like, a grass spider hole he had built into the lawn. Like, he's just the dad from the Burbs, and he just... He's in a ghillie suit. He has a punji pit he hides in inside the backyard. (laughs) He's like, I want to decide to keep an eye on my fucking tomatoes. Boy, I'm glad I did. Charlie's everywhere, and he just loses his shit. I would love this book. That would have been a great chapter ending if a fucking wood monster came out of the the ground. (laughs) That would be... A mulch monster. A mulch maybe? monster. Yes. Of old dead dog, the souls of dead dogs. <laughs> uh, what, I, if if I if it was war times and I had to choose my equipment, like the, I was I was going into the equipment room <laughs> yes. to gear up to go into the war, I would As choose ghillie suit, ghillie suit, and throwing machetes. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretend. I would just lay down to the ground until people came up, and then I would stand and throw my machete. Wait, so you don't even lay on the ground and use it to your advantage. You get up and throw it. Yeah, well, you have to reveal yourself, the element of surprise. And then people are like, what the fuck? That's not a bullet. That is a whole ass machete coming at me. My, my equipment choice would be a bag of dirt. And trick grenades, and I would cover myself. <laughs> what does that grenade? mean? I would cover myself in dirt, look like a mountain of dirt, and then my grenades would look like rocks, and I would place them all around me in a circle where there was too far out for it to hurt me. And then when enemies would come in, they would get blown up by my trick grenades, and I would run away. Okay, wow. I like that. I like that. Mine would be um, some sort of Frankenstein suit, and then like a mm-hmm. pot and pan. And what I do is I like. I just pick a part of the forest that we're fighting over, and I convince the local combatants that there's a ghost or a monster. Oh, I love that psychological warfare. Yeah, I love and I just that. like, don't come in here. There's a ghost, man. <laughs> I just hit pots and pans and scare him away. You know, Chad, the old Scooby-Doo tactics <laughs> yes. work. Nobody uses them anymore, Nobody but they work. <laughs> the problem was they became cliche in the, in the 70s, 80s. But people I, forgot about them. Have you guys not seen the Ken's Burn documentary about the Vietnam? Uh, Vietnam about the Vietnam uh, old man Crothers platoon that like would just use monster masks and spooky sounds. Yeah, the Viet the Vietnam Crypto Squad they call them. <laughs> yeah, the crypt the crypt keepers. The crypt keepers. Uh, we should play Future War more often, guys. What's your loadout? <laughs> I'm taking dirt clods and knives. <laughs> um, uh, but if you, I mean, you you know where the story is going if you're listening and you did not read this book. Um, you know, they, they Dad gets some lawn gnomes from the Lovely Gardens, I believe the place is called. It's he, a garden, garden store. I think it's and Lawn, uh, Lovely Lawns, I believe is yeah, the Lovely Lawns. Yeah, it sounded lawns. like a weed dispensary to sense. me, but maybe that's just L.A. rubbing off. I think a little bit. Yeah. The green Cross. Yes. Oh, I do have, I want to bring something up about Lovely Lawn. Lawn Lovely. That's what it's called. Lawn Lovely. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they, he talks about all the lawn ornaments that they have on their front yard when they're going over to Lawn Lovely. And do you remember there was an era uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, where everybody had the orb ball on their front y- on front lawn? Do you remember I mean, those? they referenced it. Those were, sure. those were fancy folks for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, they still have them out here. Do they still LA. have them in LA? I'd yeah, see, you'll, see, you'll, see, you'll see lawn orbs. I don't think I go out into the suburbs enough to see these things. I don't see enough front lawns. I forgot about lawn orbs until I read about that. You don't do a weekend you know what, trip you know to go see the lawn orbs with like your loved one and just go, to go like, ah, the good lawn orbs this year. To go pr- to go stand around it like Trump did with the Saudi Arabians and, <laughs> and oh praise God. it. Praise, praise the orb. Praise the orb. Do you guys remember when people would put those like wood cut out like children, time out children in uh, their lawn? Like the children would be like, they look like they're looking in, into the or punished into a corner because they're in timeout. Do you Is know? that oh, yeah, what those I do. were supposed yes. to be? They yes. were in timeout? Okay. Yeah, they were in timeout. But then, like, they would get weird, and sometimes they would be, like, naked. Like, <laughs> they were fucking strange. I did not like that. Yeah, you know what? I remember we used to go to Amish country, which is the center of Pennsylvania, when Lancaster. I was younger. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And we would go to like the Amish stores and they would have punishment devices because the Amish love to punish children. And <laughs> there would be a lot of there would be a lot of naked butts on them. Hmm. You're right, yes. Chad. Or Dom, you're right. I was also right. Yeah. Without saying Here. anything, I was also right. Chad was also right. Chad, you were always right. So that that just that just had to come out. 
No, uh, the decorations themselves, I actually think if I was judging a garden, the decorations would hurt the judging if they're just like, because they say the dad is just picking everything. He's got no cohesive theme. No, uh, got, no theme. You got yeah, flamingos. You got a big, uh, more minimalistic orb. Th- there's uh, You got a deer. a deer. I guess his theme yeah. could be animals praising orb. Maybe that's his theme. <laughs> yeah, orb servants. <laughs> if you have a garden and you arrange your lawn gnomes to be worshiping a totem, you have the best lawn. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But if you have like some kind of like Stonehenge, not Stonehenge, but some kind of other ritual structure, mm-hmm. great. I yeah. really enjoy your I like party. a good cairn. Yeah, a good cairn of stones. Um, the uh, <laughs> I do enjoy a good cairn. Uh, but so the, the family goes to Lovely Lawns or Lawn Lovely and they get some new lawn gnomes and... They named them. Uh, lo and behold, uh, the lawn gnomes are in fact coming to life and uh, defacing McCall's garden. Yes. Um, I think also also to point out, not to interrupt John, but the important detail to point out about that origin is that, of course, these lawn gnomes were hand carved from Europe because Europe is the spooky, well, spooky continent. It's yes, that's where magic comes from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the so this happens. I don't even really think it's worth talking about how much this happens. Let's just cut right to the chase, where finally Joe is confronting the lawn gnomes, and they reveal themselves. They say, "Yes, we've been doing mischief. We are mischief elves." Yeah, they're not gnomes. So they hold yeah, on. They were racist. Tires screeching, hitting the brakes. Fantasy check. Elves, gnomes. Two different things. I thought he was, again, I thought he was making some commentary. Thought the gnomes might actually be elves. People were being racist. That's what I thought. Well, can I can I point out just, I know I know the, the middle part of the story is just uh, stuff happening to the garden and no one believing the kid. And he sees and that's where And that's where all the good melon talk happens. There's a lot the of good of melon book, talk. The, but I think there's something about the order of it that is... Straight. Are you guys making a U-turn to get back to melon talk? <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to look at these melons a little bit. It, it's it's that like if the order of the pranks is roughly like mostly stuff happening to uh, McCall's evil neighbor lawn first. Yeah, it's just like yes. oh they they smash one of the melons and the boy sees the melon seed and like the 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 gnome's teeth. I I think there's it's not super exciting, but it's at least like basic goosebumps horror of like. Oh, this is like slappy that doesn't move when you're looking at him. Like that could be good if it was done better. Of like, I was gonna say, yeah. would you guys classify this type of horror as doll horror? I think this is a subset of doll horror. I would have until the yes. end. Yeah, it definitely was doll horror at least for most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely the main trope of doll horror where things happen and doll is still in the same spot. But mm-hmm. wait, he's smiling now. I was smiling. <laughs> yeah, he's no. he's yes. sure. Like there, there's a couple shots where if you had shot it in, like if you had a really good director, you could actually make the boy swearing. He sees two figures moving in the grass at night. Like that could be scary if it was done better. It could totally absolutely. Be scary. I just wanted to call attention to before they can fully confront. Like I thought they were doing something really interesting of, Oh, this guy bought these lawn gnomes. The dad bought the lawn gnomes to like, you know, make their garden better. And what are they doing? They're destroying their neighbor's yard. Like mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. whether they meant to or not, more of a be careful what you wish for. We've gotten these tiny little protectors that'll destroy our enemies. Like that kind of thing. Which I I feel like if you were buying things for your yard and you bought gnomes, it kind of seems like thematically that's what you'd be doing, right? Yeah, Wouldn't but- they be kind of protectors? Like 
Yeah, it, they're kind a, of like sentries you're placing out there. I thought that was an interesting idea, especially because it would almost be a little bit of like this family has done it to themselves, not really. But then it just becomes, uh, oh, now they're splashing paint on cars and on the boys' own house. They're just destroying everything. Uh, I I guess they have to. I guess they have to. I got it. They do, and it's and so Dom, you got to the point where he does confront the the gnomes, Hap and Chip, and uh, he that's their names. One is Happy, and they name him Hap, and one has a chip on him, so they call him Chip. And they reveal, like you said, Dom, that they're mischief elves. And I actually found this part of the book to be very funny because they're having a conversation with the mischief elves and they're just doing more mischief like compulsively <laughs> while talking to him. One of them breaks off a piece of sidewalk and sticks it into a mailbox. I yes. just compulsively while talking to them. Kind of a funny moment. No, it's also I thought about that exact moment I wrote it down too because it's not even that good mischief. It's like it's like they couldn't help themselves and someone in the morning will go, "Oh, there's a rock in my mailbox." All right. Like okay. That, like that'll be, uh, that'll okay. be it. They went from <laughs> defacing a car with paint to leaving a rock in a mailbox. Yes. Um. Uh. But uh, what's unfortunate about you know by the time you get to this, in my in my opinion, as somebody who's read so many of these books at this point, um, it's chapter twenty and it finally starts happening. And yeah. You're just like God. Wow. Could we have gotten here sooner? No, it could have started sooner um, for sure. But anyway, they reveal themselves as mischief elves and they say hey feel bad for us we're we, we've been cursed we have to be these lawn gnomes mm-hmm. and uh we need to free the other mischief elves from lawn lovely yeah can i can i yeah can i read this the the excerpt they have that i think is please please yes. I, I wrote this part down because i thought this was like nuts uh so after like chip and, and hap are like we don't want to kill you just please listen to us please believe this is their origin Listen and believe, half echoed, which is kind of cool. Uh, it was a cool, they had a cool refrain that they were yeah. saying. All right, so we lived in a land far from here, Chip began, in a forest deep and green. We guarded the mines and protected the trees. We performed our mischief innocently. We also did a lot of good. We were hardworking people, Hap told us, scratching his head, and we were happy in our forest home. But then the mines were closed and the forests were cut down. We were captured, kidnapped, and taken far from home. We were shipped to your country and forced to work as lawn ornaments. <laughs> Slaves, Hap said, shaking his head sadly, forced to stand all day and night. That's impossible, Mitty cried. Don't you get bored? Chip explains, we go into a trance. Time passes without our realizing it. We come out of the trance at night and go about doing our job. That is cool. Because at one, in the, in the Industrial Revolution ruined their livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Yeah. I love that. And two... It's cool that they're trapped in like this this quote unquote like hellish uh, haze of waking up and having to just do mischief. I think that's also kind of fun. Yeah, it, it was a. Uh, it, I mean, it makes no fucking sense, but it's more interesting. Yes, that they were kind of wrong, even if they're like killers or whatever. It right that some like businessman, that some uh, gardening company like captured a bunch of elves in a forest and went sell them at Home Depot. We're gonna make a buck. Uh huh. Anyway, I mean, it's all a lie. It, we find people. Out people are going to want these next to their garden. These little guys. <laughs> these little guys. They'll destroy everything. <laughs> uh, so they they do. They you know, being good Christian children, of course. <laughs> uh, they they do they do it, are enlisted to help the the lawn gnomes, and so they go to lawn lovely. And Paul, what happens? So they tell them that there's six of their friends in the basement of Lawn Lovely and that they have to break in, get them out, 
and then they never explain how they'll be re- released from the curse. I was expecting that to come maybe yeah. after the breakout. So they all jump into the basement, and what do they find? But 600 gnomes, not six, and then Happen Chip, the little mischievous scamps that they are, reveal, they fooled you. We just brought you here to torture you all night. Yes, and they reveal themselves. They, they, they jump out. Uh, wearing ghillie suits with their throwing machetes. <laughs> they throw throwing machetes at their bodies and trap them against the wall, perfectly thrown around their bodies to not harm them, but to trap their clothes against the wall. Trap. I mean, I think it's I think it's important to point out because I thought this was strange. Was they go down there and all of the lawn gnomes are silent, unmoving until like Hap and Chip like clap their hands. Yes, they're like little like ringmasters. I guess like, I don't know if that was the signal or just like they have power over them that the other ones. It's probably not worried worth to get into. It but. could be though, Chad, because so the way that the kids get out of this is Buster shows up in this whole book. Buster is licking the lawn gnomes, and whenever he licks them, uh, our main character Joe sees on the gnome's face that his expression changes and he looks terrified. Um, but throughout the book, Joe is calling Buster with his dog whistle. Uh, and it's silent to everyone but Buster. Obviously, it's a dog whistle. Um, and he's been calling him. And in a nice bit of writing, Chad, I think we talk about this a lot. They actually pay off something they set up in the beginning sure. of it, that he uses this dog whistle. So he's going to call Buster back to save them with the dog whistle from these 600 gnomes. When he goes to pull out the whistle and to blow it, the gnomes see the whistle and become terrified, and he realizes they're not afraid of Buster, they're afraid of the whistle, and then a a, a, a ruckus breaks out, a melee breaks out within the basement. <laughs> there was a firefight, yes. There uh, was a firefight. Well, they also point out, <laughs> oh, I, I, it, there's, I think it's interesting the gnomes have been, there's a, there's a line that, that stopped me, that was, so the hundreds of gnomes all come to life, right? And happen ship, clap their hands for attention. They go, we have brought the young humans. We have kept our promise, which means, I mean, it's scarier. I guess that just means the gnomes have been going there at night and like planning on how to particularly fuck up these like three kids. Not, uh-huh. not anyone else. Scary. Not like, let's kill the, the shopkeeper or anything. We're going to just bait these three kids. Maybe they're going to use their childlike energy and they're going to siphon it off and torture them for eternity to power themselves to fight the rest of humanity. And then thus, Dom's truest wish for this book it was actually very close to reality. I mean, that's yeah, cooler than what actually, they do. Yeah. That's, cool, that's cooler yeah. than what they just... They're like, we're just I, think they, kill you. I think they land on tickling them, right? That's ultimately oh, we're stretching God, them. That part got weird. The tickling part got really weird. Well, so that was a part where the writing was good up until they get into the basement. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like their refrains kept using the same word over and over and over again, and I felt like that was a a word count padding section of the book. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's pretty good call. And if we're skipping over the detail, yeah. it's now that the three kids, Moose and Mindy and whatever our main character's name and was, Joe. and Joe. Joe are trapped, it's just like, you guys are stuck in here. Uh, we don't, we're not worried that the shopkeeper will hear us because we all know that no, she can't hear a thing. And mm-hmm. and they're just arguing over what do we do with these kids? We should torture them in some fun way. And the first couple ideas are really weird. It's uh, we should dri- let's see if they bounce. And they go, yeah, dribbling contest, dribble. I, I guess I did really, I did really want to see the gnomes play basketball with these children. Sure, I was excited fold, for fold that. them up like in Space Jam into a yes. basketball and slam them. The second one of their one, options was to fold them. Yeah, a folding contest is fucking terrifying. When he goes. Fold them into tiny yes, squares. Yeah. I love when we fold humans into squares, implying they've killed other humans. 
Yes. Yeah, and probably the most violent part of this book is when Mindy is dragged out of the house by lawn gnomes, out of the house and downstairs. It was, ve- uh, dude. It was very similar to the barking dog, where a child gets drugged by a yeah, dog. <laughs> drugged by a dog. Yeah, it's also very scary. So, like these these gnomes are very well capable of doing more physical torment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess it did almost get to Saw Hellraiser. But, but their third moment. level is not Saw Hellraiser. It's Tickle, and they're like, "Yeah, it's tickle. tickle. Yes, let's tickle." Them. It's which makes it worse somehow. Like I don't know, maybe just because it's like old men. Like I don't know. Yeah, lots of little old men with their stubby little old man fingers tickling. That, young yeah, teens. that's that's perverted. That's perverted. That's some fucking Amish Amish punishment perversion right there. If I ever heard it. Um, but yeah, so the Buster they blow the whistle. Not only does Buster scare them, but they also hate the whistle, mm-hmm. and they're immobilized, and uh, they are uh, they are they are thwarted. That's it. The, he blows the whistle and they're thwarted. That's it. Well, I think that's, that's I it. think that detail is interesting too because it's I mean as much as it can be interesting. It's they uh-huh. all because you had pointed out Paul that when he blows the whistle, the dog comes over previously, and you mm-hmm. see the gnomes frozen in horror, and you're supposed to think, oh, Buster's what's doing it. They're scared of Buster. Yeah. There's yeah. multiple chapters at this end now of Buster showing up and then not coming in, and then the whistle not working and going, I guess Buster left us again padding. Yeah. And it's the whistle itself just kind of freezes them. It inexplicably paralyzes them. Yeah, the sound for some reason is a magical totem to them. Yeah, and they even them. they even then take like Hap and Chip and stack them and climb over them to get out, as opposed to let's just open the door and also let the shopkeeper know she has evil gnomes. Yeah, and it's they, essentially yeah, it's like a video game. Like you freeze an enemy and then you jump on them as like a platform. <laughs> I, that's what I they did. I was completely surprised that they thought like they were just assumed. Well, we froze them right now. They're fine. They're never coming back. We're totally good. Like they just leave them. Well, in, and in classic Goosebumps fashion, they leave the 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 enemy behind. They think they've escaped, and they go home and they wake up the next morning only to find the the gnomes are gone and the father is sad because he thinks they were stolen. Uh, and then there's a replacement there, and it's a giant gorilla. It's a Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's a it's a giant purple and brown gorilla. It's yeah, a great, it's a great. And bait. he and he winks at our boy Joe, and <laughs> that's it. We're done. We're out. I actually really liked that. I actually really liked that a monkey, a, a gorilla winked at him. Well, Maybe because uh, I'm I really like apes now. But, uh, <laughs> you're really into an you ape, a Donkey Kong phase. <laughs> I Donkey Kong, uh, Planet of the Apes, you know. All you are big into apes I'm, right now. I'm, I'm, I, I like I like apes, guys. It's They're it's fun. the most abstract lawn ornament I've ever heard of, and like a an eight foot it's tall. It's giant ape. too. Yeah, and I guess the implication is that this ape is going to abuse Joe physically. And <laughs> 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 yes. You know what? If it had been one of those inflatable apes that every car dealership used in the early two yes, thousands, yes, yes, I would oh, get no. That. They still use those here in LA with the with the with the individual inflatable teeth and the yeah. giant sunglasses and 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 swimming. Trunks. Oh, see, I thought I cool. thought wacky waving arm inflatable tube man kind of like took over the gorilla man i'm glad to hear the gorilla man still has some play the gorilla's back baby he's back good, good inflatable lawn things will never go out of style no. guys it's such a weird ending that it wasn't even the gnomes it, they didn't even go well we got this one from germany it was just right it's just an ape <laughs> it's just an ape which made me almost wonder if his dad accidentally bought a living ape and not a statue of an ape <laughs> I love that it's purple. It's purple. <laughs> it's a gray babe. It's purple.
All right. So, what do you guys think, bump, bumps wise? How many how many gnomes are you gonna give this bad boy? I'm gonna give this one a couple abscess wounds, reverse bumps. <laughs> reverse bumps. Okay. So is that? No, you know what? I, I, don't I, know. I know. No, I'm taking. I'm taking it back. I'm gonna give this one two bumps. I like the nostalgia. I think this captured a good feeling of being a kid in the '90s. You know what else I thought about during this? The kids in the beginning are just like bullshitting with each other and just like playing ping pong. And I think the world would be a lot better if kids were back to being bored and didn't have enough time and mm. energy to, to to fucking be assholes on the internet. That's the too problem. Much for, too much Fortnite. Yes. I, I here here is something, and you know, I've been thinking about the way to package this. And Paul, you just put it on the T for me. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Have it. The world would be a lot better if we played a quarter of the video games that we played. Huh. Think huh. about it. Think about it. Think, think about okay, it. Okay, that's uh, all I want to say. Damn. Just okay. something to think about. All right. I could, I could try that. I, I think uh, I'm going to give this about uh, 350 out of 600 lawn gnomes. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I came into this one a little bit higher because this was in the Goosebumps movie. Yeah, they were. I guess we picked this as one of the most iconic books, and it it had changed in my mind over the last couple of years. This must be one of the better ones because they they picked that. They went hard on the lawn gnomes. By the way, the size proportion of the lawn gnomes are way different in the book. It's they're three feet tall. They are real little people, not yes. not uh, not tiny little uh, gizmos like in the movie. Right, right. They're they're capable of. They're capable of dragging a child. Is in I the think book. the stakes of children being um, assaulted and murdered by a bunch of creepy old men is one of the more terrifying things that RL's ever written, whether he meant it to be that way or not. That's damn ass true. Uh, but the rest of it is like, yeah, I, I, I feel like a lot of these books would benefit from cutting out like about ten chapters in the middle. Yes, and just yeah, and just getting to the terror stuff more, like yes. letting letting the monsters be more. exactly exactly. I'm gonna give it a two bumps as well. I have nothing to say in in, in addition to that. It's wow. just a two bump book. You let know the what I'm saying? let the rating stand for itself. I'm not gonna even say how many <laughs> out of how many bumps. It's just <laughs> it's just a, a nebulous two, two. <laughs> uh, I think that's been a, a goosebuds. Hey, uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/goosebuds where we have access to bonus episodes we put out every month. We have a cool Discord with awesome people. We put out bonus content. Uh, Dom and Paul, you guys just dropped a special video episode, right? We did. We just released, uh, from a couple months ago, Dom and I watched The Barking Ghost, and we released the track of us uh, live watching it, so you can watch along with us. Like they're right there, right in your room. And if you'd like to see more of that in the Patreon, you know, hey, tell us. Maybe we'll do it again. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, we're going to give the people what they want. This is not goosebumps. This is goose. Buds, okay. Yes, we yes. we like to get to the creamy center as fast as possible. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that a lot. It's beautiful. I'm talking hostess cakes. I'm talking oh. hostess cakes. Oh, it's beautiful. Bite in. Give me your best hostess cake before you guys leave. Okay. Mm. Let me think about it for a second. Let me pull up a list of hostess cakes. Um, I, I like the chocolate go. one with the Swiss. I would say the, the little, chocolate the Swiss with the rolls, swirls, swirls, swirls in the Ooh, middle yeah. is like real. It reminds me of driving in the car with my dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like. Um, I think I like ding dongs. 
Ding dong is good. <laughs> that's a ding that's dong, a sound bite I went out on the internet. I, I think, think I like, I like ding dong. <laughs> Dude, yeah, open, where's man. our clubhouse remix of I think I like ding dong? Yeah, let's hear it. Someone, on, <laughs> someone on our Patreon is talented enough to make a song out of me saying I like ding dongs. Please do it. You can reach us. You know what we should do, and I'm just gonna say this. Right now, we didn't talk about this. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. We need to do mailbag. We need to hear we from listeners. Let's do a mailbag. Yeah. If you want to email us, Dom, who should I email? You can reach us at goosebuds at gmail.com. Just send us maybe your thoughts or a question for us. We need to start doing mailbag, and we should probably start with a question to our audience maybe they could share stories in some way but for now just send us an email say us say hello you know i actually have to i have to stop here i'm being reminded because i'm sitting right next to it yeah i got some mail we put out my physical mailbox oh we we put out my p.o box on a recent episode and somebody sent me um i don't know who because they they ordered from a a a book website i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back and look i'll try and find them you keep talking I but they sent me uh, a collection of books. They sent me um, a Goosebumps book. I think it was "Stay Out of the Water" or what? I, I, I it's the cover where a skeleton is in a lake. Uh, oh, Curse of Cold Lake, something like that. I, all I remember is that when I saw T. Jacobus uh, at, at Zany Brainy in uh, in Doylestown, we drew drove to Doylestown to see uh, uh, the artist of the Goosebumps books. On my birthday, on Friday the 13th, I believe it was. And he uh, had, that was like the latest cover that was coming out. So he had like a big blow up of it. Uh-huh. And uh, and before I met the artist, a little bit of fear pee came out of me. Oh. You know, I was a little kid, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You never told this story before? I never told story. this story. We were waiting in line and then I got a little nervous, you know. Fear <laughs> pee came out. You know? Wait, you really fear peed? I, d- I thought you were joking around. I thought you were goofing. I was a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fear pee. That's very sweet. You get a little nervous. You know, it was a little nervous pee. You're like, oh, here's here's some guy. So like, that's a big moment. Jacobus, if you're listening, you 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 met a little boy with a little bit of scare pee in his (laughs) 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 pants. You know what? That should be the goosebuds question. Email us with your with your with your stories of fear pee. Sure. Yeah, that's a good prompt. Tell us about your fear pee. And and fear pee is not. <laughs> we all know what fear pee is. You don't pee your pants, but like a drop of pee comes. <laughs> yeah, it's it it, it it it's a little ghost uh, that eeps out. Kind of. So tell us your fear pee stories. Um, they also sent me uh, an RL story that I might use for Paperweight Paradise called Blind Date. Okay. Um, and uh, they also sent me a copy of an Are You Afraid of the Dark book, The Tale of the Sinister statues and inside were still the stickers the cover glows in the dark but it came with stickers oh. i have an are you afraid of the dark sticker a secret world of alex max sticker wow Dude. and then two nickelodeon logo stickers one is a like a ribbon and the other one was a dog bone which that is you guys cool. if you guys want the are you afraid of the dark alex mac or nickelodeon ribbon let me know and i'll i might i might rock some alex mac i'll be honest i'll hook you up I'd, i, you I would take alex that are you afraid of the dark sticker baby all right, I'll mail it to you. So yeah, thanks for, both uh, Nickelodeon thanks for hooking one. this up, whoever that yeah, was. Thanks Thank for you. hooking that up. So reveal yourselves. E- email us at goosebuds at gmail.com. I remember seeing the post uh, in the in the Patreon Discord, but I can't find 
who it was. And I don't want to just throw out a name because I don't know exactly who it was. We'll find it later and give him, give him love next time. Yeah, episode. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry because I definitely saw somebody talking about it and I knew who it was, but I've lost it. But I got them and I have to say thank you. So um, if you would like to send me more things book related if you have a book for paperback paradise or just a goosebumps thing or just a adjacent 90 scary thing don't send me rag dolls or dolls no dolls please. please no dolls. No, no, send no. me send me those mark those for me because i would yeah, actually like if, to flip it, those on ebay yeah if you put <laughs> for chad really big i'll definitely give it to chad him. you're so enterprising um, you can you can send you can send goose buds mail to um p.o box 935 montrose california 91020 and you can address that to paperback paradise or me dom or dommy whatever you want to do dommy gelato maybe dommy pillows bobby pillows you know dommy uh, that came a dommy peace sign you know whatever um but uh yeah mail us some stuff and uh we'll talk about it and if you include your name we'll say it (laughs) so awesome guys i think i think it's been a good goosebuds yeah it was a good goosebuds a bad goosebumps (laughs) ah sorry a two a two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just like the idea of you going as you're sorry to the thing you're reviewing that's you the, like the polite critic going sorry, sorry. pet cemetery you got a three <laughs> sorry you tude. <laughs> uh until next time guys until next time check us out on the web butt on babies <laughs> keep on butting baby bye 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 This episode of Goosebuds was brought to you by our beautiful Patreon supporters. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com goosebuds. And we want to say thank you to Kale Clinton, Cafe Miyakiato, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Hollis Hornbeak, Fred Atkins, Nathan Dozal, David Cron, Chris Birch, Dapio, Mickey C, Michael McDowell, Clayton C, Kyla Tharp, Buddy Morrill, Mike Lanteri, Nick Hinkle, Joshua P. Robertson, Cameron Murphy Audio, Daniel Kalejas, Jim Greaves, French Onion Supine, oh. Jared Mason, Martin A. Macias, Zane Keefe, Natu Pearl Henderson, Joshua Lopez, The Rupal Production, Jubs, Christopher Boyce, Afshin, Mickleheart's Corn underscore. Thank you, Miss Thank you. Bean Father Spook Man. He has grown. He has grown. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> Jonas Blotterman. Jennifer Britton. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Roudenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the Mentis, baby. <laughs> Chris Colver. Brian Wells. The Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Heath Robinson. Drew Applegate. Ted Michael Knight. Sleepyboy69. Joe, remember to save early and often. Scott. Thanks, Joe. Paul Grasso. Walter Frazier. Jean Jean Keaty. He's got a a fancy (laughs) version of John now. French. Kramer. 
Aaron, watching you sleep down cold. Oh, he got me. He got me. Damn, he got you again. Taylor Dierks. Becca McWilliam. Stealth Bates. Joseph Miranda. Slumlord Onion. Scott Callipy. Robert Moon. Alistair Perez. Patrick Reynolds. S. Third Sergio. Jason Crooker in Goosebuds Patron. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Modica Trent Davis Luke Noodles Miguel Pardo Tammy Zambambino David Lee Pretty aka DL Fine Just a pretty good dog overall That's Buster right there Christina Doling <laughs> Clay Castle Connor Church Calf Cody Redfield Matt Professor Hoops the Half Court Goblin Bachelor Cool Rende Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Maddie. Poyo. Boyo. Ishak Arafid. Matthew Moore Paranoia Shot. Oh, we got you, Chad. Oh, he got, got you. me. <laughs> Ryan Melfi. Gabe Chavez. Reinfected. The Puerto Rican Dream. Sniggenson Van Pickens. Jake Young. Alan Saylor. Axel Rock. Kyle Billings. Sam Jizzash. James Roy. Mikey Jello. Shifty Swamps. Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren. Divaldi. Jin K. Bradford Coulter. Jonas Engman. Rich Hillborn. Aiden Diaz. Dylan Vaughn. Toothless Barry the Whistler Bostowitz. Eric Englin. Nathan Remick. Dan Henshaw. Joshua Jacob Witz. Justin Wagman. Ryan Shell. Matthew Literal. Pre-Brickin. Leviathan. Cardboard Walk. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. <laughs> Tommy Super Shonen Breakfast Boy Double Scrapple Ultra Home Fries Hoey. Wow. Goblin Library. Real quick, I just want to know. Did we get in trouble <laughs> for saying that the John T. D. Catherine and Catherine, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation supports us? I love that someone. No, snuck because us. they because they do. You're right. They, they do. do. They I do. Mean, I'm, I'm I'm just reading what they said. Yep. I'm just following <laughs> orders. Eric LeBaron. Reed Steubendick. Rug. Andre Villanueva. Up in Champ. Joey Evans. Alicia Grafe. Nick V. <laughs> Piss cool guy. <laughs> that got me. Salazo. <laughs> James Hudson. Anthony Kuovara. Malicious. Carl Kleinasser. Senpai Gods. Carewise. Gamgee. Brock Graham. Yanni Markovina. Hugh Bolin. Joe. Elusive Koala. Jessica Zeibel. Cameron Hansen. Blake Alvarez. It ain't easy being swaggy. Yolo Squire. Get slinked, bitch. Yeah. He said wow. it. He said it. He said it. Jesus. When Chad says it, you get <laughs> it. <laughs> Paul's Christmas sucks. Christian Vansgiver. Chase Neiman. Generally depressing. Eteno more. Bony. Brook X. <laughs> Boss Skeleton. Corey Shelley. Joe, the second one. Park and Kill Cat Rule 34 creator. I'll see you in court. Beezus Christ. Low Belly Hate Me. Jeremy Lowe. Zach Connor. A Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Pilot Town Champ. Adam Norton. Anxious Serve. Avery Whitney. Carter Glass. Christopher Dunn. Valhalla Black. Mr. Funny Scream. <laughs> Bass. Garretson. Jackie Ledoux. Foolish for Deborah. Aren't we all? Dan. 
Chris Pittman, Jordan Lockwood, filling the ads. Emma Bean, drinking blue icy. Ooh, I love it. Tasty. I love it. It's the best one. Noah August. Stephen Edwards. Hold on. Noah August. That's an awesome name. I hope that's the. I hope that's your real name. I I love his his young adult short fiction. Sorry, uh, I cut Stephen Edwards off. Stephen Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Soup experimental. Patreon donator, yo. Joe Tierney and Ryan Stewart. Thank you all so very much. Thank and you guys. Th- have a wonderful time. Enjoy yourselves. Wonderful. Enjoy Bye. yourself. Thanks. Bye. See ya. I think I like ding-dongs.